Thank you for listening to our New Life Christian Center podcast. Stay tuned after the sermon for more ways to connect with us. I'm going to start tonight in Isaiah chapter 9. And I'm going to read a scripture to you that is probably being read throughout Christianity in celebration of this day. So we're going to put it up on the screen for you. It's Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Father, thank you for your word. Give us revelation, Father, according to who you are. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, so much of the time, we focus on what we already know. That Jesus came to us from the Father as a child. But Israel as a nation had over 4,000 years to put the puzzle together to connect the dots of who Jesus was to be prophetically. And what we find is that when Jesus actually came, that the people that he initially came for did not recognize him. And in fact, they had fallen so far from what God intended for them is that they completely miss the significance of the verse that we as Christians read almost every year. Unto us a child is born. So if you would please turn to the book of Luke, or if you're not, just watch. Sorry, I know the, it's, it's, the lights are down, and so. I never understood the generation that doesn't have gray hair that thought they could study the Bible better in the dark. But I'm going to tell you. I love our chances in the future. This time of year always proves that to me. I see young people who are kind and generous and have a heart for the same Jesus you had a heart for. I think we're in good hands. Notice if you would please in Luke chapter 2, I'm going to read the first few verses here. And it said, It came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. His census first took place while, while that, the Q guy was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Another common passage that's read all over the world in Christian circles celebrating the, the, the birth of Jesus. But I want to point something out to you. Prophetically, God revealed that a baby would be born. And yet when Jesus came, no one really noticed. I'm going to show you the three groups that had to work. All of them potentially uneducated and ungodly. 
And my point in preaching this tonight is to get you to recognize that we sometimes live in a world that is ungodly and in all, in, in, in all ways, uh, occasionally not well educated about the things of God. People are fighting against the ability to say Merry Christmas. They've taken the Christ out of the mass and put an X there. Now I realize it's easier to write that way. Just put an X in. But you see, what our world has done through the lack of, of just following after him has tried to remove the Christ from the celebration. We live in a world where governments are headed in the wrong direction. And please don't hear this wrong. I'm not making this political tonight. I want you to see what God does or did when Christians are minimized, religious people don't get it, and governments aren't going the right direction. So notice in the first verse again of Luke chapter 2, look at first, the first verse. It says that Caesar Augustus sent out a decree that all the world should be registered. Now when that happened, you had to go back to your home area. The Bible said prophetically that the Savior would be a child born in Bethlehem. But Mary, potentially quite large with child, had to be taken from Bethlehem, I'm sorry, from, from um, uh, uh, Judea, from the town they were in. Let me read it. I'm sorry, I, I lost it. Where were they? Thank you. Nazareth. They had to be taken from Nazareth. Now, look at who made the decree. Caesar Augustus is the same God that when the astrologers came and said they've seen the star of, of, of the Messiah, he set about with all of his resources to kill all the boy children. Yet God used an ungodly king to establish prophetic fulfillment. Had Caesar Augustus not sent Joseph and Mary back to their hometown or home area of Bethlehem, prophecy would not have been fulfilled. Now, I think that's interesting that God used a government figure to begin to say, here's what I'm about to do. No one would have believed Mary. She was an unwed young teenager with a husband who was visited by an angel or she would have been a single parent. No one would believe, none of you would believe when your 13-year-old child came home from a visit with an angel that said, oh yeah, by the way, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you'll be with child. When the angel gave Mary the understanding, she says, how can this be since I've not had a husband? When the angel gave her the understanding, she didn't know any more than when she asked the question. No one had the firsthand experience of being overshadowed by the Spirit of God. In fact, the only explanation that they had that fit this time was the cloud that came down in glory over Mount Sinai and some of those areas when it led the children of Israel out of, out of Egypt. It's the same word. She didn't have any experience. She didn't know what she was doing, and she didn't understand what God was doing. The religious people, in fact, in John chapter 5 or 6, it says that the people thought Jesus should be the king. He's an adult at this point. So they came to take him by force and make him king. They weren't looking for a baby. 
They were looking for a mighty general. The religious people and the governments and all that kind of stuff, they weren't, they weren't ready to switch religions from traditional Judaism to this new way called Christianity. So God used an ungodly king. When you step outside the walls of this church, when you went shopping this year, when you listened to the news this year, you might have come up with some of the same conclusions that people might have come up. We don't live in a politically stable time. There are wars, things that are going on. And yet God used an ungodly political leader. I just find it fascinating that Caesar Augustus set up the whole process of fulfilling prophecy. Jesus needed to be born in Bethlehem. Notice, if you would, please, over in verse number eight, it says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field. Now, it's likely that these shepherds were actually family people. They had been taught the, the, the nature of shepherding by their parents. They likely were uneducated. Likely were uneducated. And yet an angel appeared to them. Notice that. Verse 8, watch over their flocks at night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings. This is the first time that the original language that this was written in uses the word good news to represent Jesus. He said, I bring you good news, good tidings, glad tidings. Same way, same word. But you see, God used this common savior picture that no one got and came to a bunch of uneducated farmers, shepherds, and said, don't be afraid. I bring you good, good tidings, great news, great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The announcement of Christ's birth by angel didn't come to the religious world, didn't come to the political world, but God used those two worlds to announce something that you are still affected by today. Because the Bible tells us that the shepherds went out and shared this news. That the Messiah is here. Now, there's another passage where these magi, they're called. But it's commonly accepted, and we can probably uh, uh, explain it based on not only tradition, but by the words that were used. Where, where these, these three magi, these three astrologers came to the king. And they said, we've seen the Messiah's star. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever um, wondered why science and biblical truth don't always seem to align. But during that day when God chose to reveal and lead people to the birth of his Messiah, he used an ungodly king, uneducated farmers, and science to do it. 
he used these three astrologers who looked up into, this, into the sky and they said, we've seen the Christ child, we've seen the Savior's star. God used science to help lead people to a Savior. Now this may not be a traditional Christian service for you on, on, on Christmas Eve. You may say, why is he telling all these things? Because we live in a world that is trying to use science to prove that Jesus couldn't have possibly done the things he did. Trying to use uneducated things, things that, that don't fit our thing or they consider us uneducated. You know, believers in fa fables and fairy tales. And governments that don't seem to know what's going on. To lead the way to a whole world being saved. I want you to get this tonight. I want you to understand that when you find yourself in a world that is not to your liking, that when this all started, it's highly likely that the people who were living then didn't. You know that when Caesar Augustus said that, that he was going to number everybody, he had a, a motivation. But you know what the, other, what the people thought? There are going to be tax increases. They didn't like this. What was God doing? He was showing them because religion had missed the boat. So I'm here to announce to you tonight that God uses ungodly governments all over our planet to prepare the way for what he's doing. God uses people who are considered uneducated to announce what God has intended all along. And God is using science to prove that all this works together. It's one of the most powerful expressions of why you should never lose hope about the Christ child in this season. Why you should rejoice in the idea that how God did it to begin with is how he's still doing it today. That Jesus comes and is announced by people celebrated by people who aren't necessarily in the world's good graces, so to speak. I always find it interesting that the world looks at us taking time to point out the fact that we serve a baby. Well, the baby grew up, right? The baby grew up. He became a man and we began, as uneducated people, to believe something that is so far removed from natural understanding. How can you possibly believe that his name is wonderful? How can you possibly believe he is a counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father? Without the understanding of what God set in motion on the night that he used, or on the, at the time that he used an ungodly government, science and uneducated people to announce the saving of the world. Don't ever lose hope in what we celebrate at Christmas time. Don't ever lose hope in what God is doing because there will come a time when Jesus Christ breaks through the eastern sky and every tongue will confess and every knee will bow because that's our Savior. So don't leave this place tonight without having at least one or two of your questions satisfied. Is it really worth it in Christianity 
to celebrate a child who grew up, who became all the things that were spoken of him prophetically, who became that person, God, in the flesh, who used ungodly governments, uneducated people, and science to prove that he has a plan for our planet. I hope it makes a difference in your life. Rather than believing that just people like us believe in this stuff, God is using governments all over the world today. See, when you look at the world today, what you should see is that same God who caused an ungodly king to move a, a potentially an eight-month pregnant young lady and her husband on a donkey from one town to the next so they could be counted, but more importantly, so they could fulfill Scripture. God uses science to cause three wise men, three magis, three astrologers, who, by the way, when they saw this baby, because of the science connecting the dots, they opened up their purses of value and bestowed upon that baby gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The world is only waiting for that same anointing that shows us that this Savior is worthy to be worshipped with all that we have. And of course, he uses that through all of us uneducated folks. People who have spent their whole... I've spent the bulk of my adult life studying a book that many people would say may not even have truth in it. But I will tell you, this book prophesied everything I've taught you tonight. Everything worked and he used people that didn't even know they were being used. But it so impacted them that the, that the science guys gave out of their treasuries. One version says they opened their treasuries. They gave the things that were most valuable to them to a baby who had no appreciation for them and had no recognition of what was going on. He used shepherds who slept on the ground under the stars, who took care of sheep so that other people could eat and have clothing. And he used them to announce what the angel had said to them, that Jesus Christ came as a baby. Heaven was involved, it changed the earth, and it impacted hearts of man. Amen? Amen. Amen. Stand with me, would you please? Come on, music team. Father, today we find ourselves evidently in a very similar position. A position that we saw before, Father, but we saw it in your word. We saw that the religious people were not looking for what you were offering. They were looking something that fit their own agenda. But what you sent was something that you told us for thousands of years would happen. That a nation of people would look for and be told about a baby that would be born. And you would rest the government on his shoulders. That he would have a multiplicity of names that all be beneficial to your creation. That it wouldn't take a master's degree 
to understand, but rather by revelation, by appearance of angels, by recognition of what you said you would do, we now see that it's been accomplished. Father, we paint ourselves into that picture tonight. We live in a time like that. And we long for the time, Father, when Jesus as conquering King comes back. But until that time, Father, we see him as a mighty God, a wonderful counselor, the Prince of Peace, the forever Father. Because Lord, you thought of us and you gave us your son. So thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. To subscribe to our podcast, search New Life Eckley in all of the major podcasting apps. Audio and video of our sermons are posted at newlifeeckley.com slash live, and you can watch Sermon Slices weekdays on social media. Search at New Life Eckley. Our main service is at 10 a.m. Mountain Time every Sunday. Thanks for listening.